Is this the first podcast since uh, the devastating Packers loss? Yeah, it is. Oh. Ch- make, check if your mic's on. Mine was off. Yeah, it sh- it's on. I can hear. Yeah, this is the first podcast since the Packers loss. Yeah, yeah, that was it was last Sunday. I, rem- I remember it very clearly. Yeah, I was just curious if we were gonna hear some in the weekly wine segment. I was just gonna. I was oh. curious if we were gonna maybe hear something like that make an appearance. No, I've already I've whined enough about the Packers. Yeah, I mean, honestly. I wish, be I wish we w- would have gotten to see the Lions in the playoffs. Like if because they beat the Packers, yeah. like I'd much rather it's more fun to root for them than like the Seahawks. I- if we're going to lose to the Lions, I'd rather see the Lions in the playoffs than the Seahawks. But I mean, the Packers they shot themselves in the foot that game. Like in the red zone, I think they kicked three field goals in the first half, couldn't convert at all, and they were in the red zone two or three of those three times. Um. They got a couple of stupid penalties, like the one where uh, the guy pushed the personal trainer from the Lions at the end of the game, Quay Walker, rookie. <laughs> yeah. And also what's funny on that play, when they showed the replay before he pushes that guy, I, I don't remember what player it is for the Packers, but like you see him clearly rip off a face mask like he gets and they don't call it. So it's like, damn, like we were we would have gotten away with like a, a face mask there, too, if you didn't have to push the, the personal trainer and like then we might have had a chance to stop him. And then the other penalty where Rasul Douglas goes on the field goal and he doesn't want uh, the Lions kicker to get a practice kick in. So he goes and touches the ball and yeah. gets a freaking penalty. And then right. they and, and then it's an, a, a way easier field goal. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't that move him up 10 yards? I, I Yeah, it was yeah. either 10 or 15. Yeah, it was it was very significant because I remember watching because I had the Lions uh, plus three first half. Nice. Or a plus three and a half. And – I'm like, holy shit! Like, what's he doing? He's just, he's just going up there and knocking the ball. Like, it was so dumb. What's going on? <laughs> it was so dumb that we were watching the game, and I said out loud, "I was like, oh, maybe there's some kind of rule I don't know about where he's doing like this is one of those like Bill Belichick where you're like, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Oh, and in, in this, chest. you know, when there's uh, exactly three minutes and thirty seconds left in the second quarter, you can actually do this, and it's not a penalty or like something stupid where you know, it, <laughs> right? It was so dumb. I was like, oh, there has to be some sort of hidden motive or like somebody had to t- tell him to do it for some reason. But it was like, no, he just didn't want him to get a, a good practice look in. Yeah, it, it was wild. I just remember watching that. Yeah. Again, uh, Pat's voice came in my head and it's like, dude, Vegas made the call. <laughs> <laughs> they liked li- they needed Lions first half plus three. Yeah, because it was one of those moments where I'm like, this isn't real. Like. So so often as a better, you see little things like that go against you time and time again. Like nothing goes your way as a better. And finally, once something went my way, a fluke, in order for <laughs> my was, betting benefit. I was gonna add to so, my. I'm so dumb. Add to my grief. The other part that sucks about the Packers losing is I lost a ton of money because I lost. I bet my mom uh, ten bucks. I bet one of my co-workers lunch i bet uh nino the dinner that we had for doordash and then i also had packers futures from before the season started where like if they had made it to the playoffs i was going to hedge against those fu- futures right. and uh try and get like a couple hundred bucks back yeah and i was like oh like for sure they'll beat the lions and then i'll hedge like i won't hedge against the lions and yeah so it's just like Double misery. <laughs> the Lions in Lambeau. I don't have to worry about this. I tell. I told. I was telling everyone before the game. I was like, I've seen this story a thousand times. It has the same ending, and it always ends with Aaron Rodgers saying something quirky because he's going to the playoffs again. Like, right. Yeah. And then like, 
can't play like that to that team. Well, that these team. are the new oh, Lions. Right, yeah. These are the new Lions. New Lions. Drinking that Dan Campbell Kool-Aid. Right. So, just wanted to get your thoughts. Yeah. Uh, well, let me intro us in here. Welcome to episode 11 of Premature Bingo. I am your host, Joey, along with co-host Mike. How's it going, Mike? Going very well. We've got a great episode today. Uh, we're going to get into some Abercrombie and Fitch. I think we've got some Am I the Assholes from Reddit and then a couple of life's important questions. So it's going to be a good episode. It's an afternoon episode. We got the coffee oh and yeah. we're ready. But before we start, I give a little weekly shine instead of the weekly wine. Uh, if you're on the TikTok here, you'll be able to see that there is a new sign here for the podcast, Premature Bingo. You can see it's uh, wood burnt by my brother. So he does uh, wood burnings and just wanted to shout him out because this is sick. Like just looking at everything, it's you'd think you'd need a ruler to, to get the letter so straight. And then like the circles are perfect. Um, so, yeah, what super awesome wood burning. And I uh, just wanted to shout that out. Yeah, huge shout out. Looks great. Yeah. So thank you to my brother. Um, yeah. So I guess we can start off with the weekly wine. I've only got one thing, I think. So do you, do you have anything? Yeah, I got one thing. Uh, it seems to be pretty popular uh, among Twitter, the Twitter sphere. It, it's uh, <laughs> I've just had enough with that Burger King Whopper commercial. The Whopper, the, Whopper. Oh, yeah. where it sings. Yeah. Double del- or what is it like? I don't know. It's just they just say Whopper over and over. BK, yeah. have it your way. <laughs> right. They use it to torture prisoners in Guantanamo Bay. Uh, they just play it on repeat. But. I kind of like that commercial. <laughs> I don't. I think it's terrible. And that song is just awful. So I've been seeing a lot of hate on it on Twitter, and I kind of reflected and said, yeah, yeah, that, that commercial sucks. And also, too, with the amount of football that we watch, especially on a weekly basis together, yeah, we see that commercial quite often. If you watch football, that, that commercial is always, always on. Um, so I've just had enough with it, and I'm sick of it. I never want to see it again. Yeah, you see enough. Uh, you probably see it. I don't know, five, six, seven times throughout the day. More probably more. That, more than that. And then also, it's on YouTube too, or YouTube now. So you're trying I'm to brush your teeth at BK. <laughs> right. Just keep exactly. coming back. Right. I'm just trying to watch like a quick video, make me laugh in the morning, and I got to start off my morning with that. Burger King before this was my number one favorite fast food place. That was my go-to. Just quality food, uh, as opposed to McDonald's. Now uh, it's ruined it for me. So. I'm off Burger King. Wow. Damn. I kind of like that ad. Yeah, no. It's terrible. Yeah. Um, so my one weekly whine is just that I had to deal with U-Haul today. And it wasn't too bad today. We we had the 10-footer. So in the last two times I've used the U-Haul, I had, like, the 26-footer, which is, like, it's scary to drive, like, because it's so long and uh, so so big. But yeah, today we just had the ten footer, and uh, just anytime you have to deal with U-Haul, I feel like it's one of my least favorite places to deal with. Why is uh why is that why why do you hate U-Haul? Well, I I don't know. It's just, ha- dude, have you ever seen anyone at U-Haul that works there that doesn't look like they're like, <laughs> you know, one second away from snapping like at all given times? Like <laughs> nobody there is happy. Right, it's true. It does have a. Uh probably does meth vibe you know like the people who work at u-haul like i've been there several t- at our old house i went there a couple times and uh like the one guy working there would always bitch to all the customers about how they were short-staffed and like oh he's like this guy's canceled today and 
I'm not supposed to be the only one here, blah, 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 blah. It's like, dude, like, there's a line. Like, we're, I'm sorry that you have to deal with this, but we just need trucks. <laughs> right. Like, just give me the truck, dude. Just give me the truck. And, yeah, just in general, like, I don't know. U-Haul always got, it has a weird smell to it because there's like all these like supplies and stuff for for packing and shipping and cardboard and nobody's ever wants to be there. You just want to get your <laughs> stuff and go out. You know, you don't know. Uh, well, of course, yeah, the yeah, pla- yeah uh, the place smells like a chemical bomb used in World War One. <laughs> you got the methed out U-Haul guy at the counter trying to take your order or menu, whatever the fuck it is. Uh, He's there to giving him or giving you his life story about how he lost his child support case and this and that. Now he's on his third wife. You know, mom's sick again. You know, he's chain smoking in the back. And you're like, dude, just give me the truck. Just give me the truck. I just got to move shit because no one likes to move. Right. Moving stuff is not a fun activity. And that's why you're you're always anxious because you have to be moving after. So you just want to get out because you just want right. to get like moving is one of those things you just want to get it done with. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the true story. The first time I think I used U-Haul, we're moving um, from where my wife went to school or where she lived around the time she went to school. So an hour and a half away to our new house. So we needed the 26 footer and, you know, we knew it was going to be an hour and a half drive or whatever to unload all her stuff. And we had an appointment with U-Haul at 730. It was like as soon as the store opened, like in uh, Lansing. And we get there at 7.30, and the lights aren't on, so we go up, and, like, the hours say 7.30. We're, like, looking. We're, like, oh, what the heck? You know, we, we knock. Uh, after a couple minutes, you know, we knock, like, um, and then we kind of walk around, and it's, like, you can see there's, like, a car there or, like, cars there, and, you're, and then, like, the lights in the, the other part of the store are on, so we're, like, oh, like, someone is here. Okay. Right. <laughs> There is and, an employee present. Right. So we're like, okay, maybe like he's just opening the store or whatever and he's, he's a little bit late. So then it's like 7.45, 7.50, rolls around and we're like, okay, like where is this guy? Like clearly someone's here and he's just not showing up to the door or whatever. And then we ended up calling like once it got to like 8, we like called the U-Haul store and they're like, yeah, like someone there, uh, someone clocked in there like, you know, on time or whatever, like around – or before 7.30. So, like, yeah, someone should definitely be there. And we're like, what the hell? Like, where, where is this guy? Finally, 45 minutes later, it's 8.15. Uh, this guy comes to the door, opens it. Looks like he, like, was on a bender until, like, <laughs> 6 in the morning. And then Probably just went was. to, you like, U-Haul and just slept in the back. Like, his eyes, like, he was either on, had been on drugs or <laughs> was on drugs. And it looked like he'd been drinking. Like, he smelled like it. And it was like, so, like, Yeah. This guy finally lets us in like 45 minutes later. I'm like, dude, like, what is this place? Like, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we didn't even leave like a bad review or anything. We're just like, man, like, <laughs> just get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Today's sponsor, U-Haul. <laughs> the experience is, I think, it's torture because it's that much worse because it's always involved. When you're, you get a U-Haul, it's always involved with a very shitty activity something that you don't want to do no one wants to move it's it's the worst yeah it's the worst you got the anxiety for it so the fact that did i pack everything (laughs) is stuff gonna break in the back of the truck like how long is this gonna take us and so you accompany that with terrible customer service you know the fact that you got to drive this big truck you know that's sometimes uncomfortable yeah Um, 
and you're like, oh, great, some jackass cuts me off, you know. Yeah. Well, like driving someone else's car, even though it's not like a big deal. I don't like driving someone else's car, period. This is like a big truck, someone else's car. And, yeah. And also, too, they just, when you get the U-Haul, someone probably pissed you off in line um, just because they're just so mean. And, yeah, it's it, it's a terrible experience. And then driving on the freeway, like on 75, there's a couple spots, depending on where you are on 75, where like you're in the rightmost lane, like the slow lane. And the entrance ramp is incredibly like the overlap where you can, you know, get over and you have time to get over from the entrance ramp to the right lane is so small. Mm -hmm. So it's like the car that's coming on either has to speed up or the person in the right lane has to be aware and slow down or some combination of the two, like. Sometimes you like need you to be figure it out. Yeah, you got to figure it out. Like you got to like, you know, like, oh, like shit, what is this guy going to do? I'm going to do the opposite. You know, I'm going to make accommodate him. Yeah. And like in the U-Haul day, like there's a couple cars. Where I'm like, I can only slow down a little bit. Like this thing is uh, this thing's huge or whatever. I'm like, you need to speed up. Right. Like, it's, it's just scary. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like, hey, get out of my way. Get out of my way. I'm in the U-Haul. But I'm glad everything worked out. But what's, yeah. what are some other things or other places that whenever you associate them or whenever you have to go there, it's never for a positive thing. Like going to the bar, it's fun. Yeah. You know, it's like, hey, uh, people go there because they want to be there. Uh, I think the post office is one of those places. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's just the worst place to be. Or even no one wants that. Like mail FedEx, shit. U- UPS. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, great. I got to mail shit or returning stuff to Amazon. That's the worst. Yeah, I think the other ones probably like the Secretary of State or the DMV. Like when you need to go yeah. and you know get a license picture, or get something renewed, or like the those like office buildings where you need like, uh, like if you're changing you know your your address or I don't know whatever, and you have to go in and they have like security at like the office buildings. You have to go through like a, a freaking metal detector just to go in and be like, yeah, like my address changed. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. It's something so minuscule. You got to go through just the bureaucracy of the government. Just to be like, hey, yeah, uh, I have a new address. Uh, <laughs> I moved five miles down the street, so yeah, now I have to change everything. Could you help me update my checkbook? Like, <laughs> right. That's all I'm here for. Exactly. Um, and then also something as simple as like the tabs. The tabs suck. I know now you can mail them in, but every once in a while when you got to renew, it's like, oh, great. <clears throat> it's like I got to remind the government that I'm like real. Yeah. It. Yeah, it's... It's usually places where, like, all the workers, like, just hate their jobs. Oh, yeah. And they're government employees, so <coughs> they're just miserable. <laughs> yeah, like, Any if you places? go to, like, a Dave & Buster's, like, I feel like <laughs> oh, yeah, I the feel workers like there are usually like, come on, man. Right? <laughs> yeah, now, now. <clears throat> I got to get some water. Oh, yeah, for sure. Back to Dave & Buster's. When you were a kid... Going to Dave and Buster's, I don't think you were aware of how the pl- – like, you didn't care about the employees' feelings at all. You're just like, hey, yeah, everyone loves their job. Everyone loves working here. How like, could you not <laughs> love working at this place? Right? And also, too, like, my parents like what they did. So I'm like, oh, yeah, mom and dad, they don't mind work. It's it's like school. I, I Like, I didn't mind school. It's like, oh, it's just something you did. It's not bad. Now you realize, oh, some people fucking hate their job. <laughs> like, hate it. Uh, and so now when I go to Dave and Buster's and look around, I see the employees and some of them are like, dude, fucking kill me. <laughs> like, fuck this. <laughs> yeah. Or, uh, this isn't the case, but places that make you require, um, terrible uniforms, Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. Or 
this place doesn't have bad uniforms, but I feel like Popeyes, like the employees there, do not want to be there. <laughs> oh no, never. Most fast food places now. Yeah, yeah, McDonald's. I mean, pretty m- any, yeah, most places. I don't know if we've talked about this, but have you noticed that just the customer service quality among all restaurants, just anything that requires customer service, like human-to-human interaction, it's gone down like significantly. Oh, I think it depends. Uh, like in the case of restaurants, I feel like. Most of the restaurants I've gone to, I've had pretty good service lately, but I, I, and I'm talking like, you know, sit down restaurants, not like fast food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I have not had too many good experiences. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I feel like it's just hit or miss depending on the place. Like there's, if I go to like the Jersey Mike's that's closest to my house, like it's always a weird experience. Like the, the people working there, like, like I, I, I told you the one time, or maybe I didn't tell you the one guy, the last time I went. The guy cut up my sub, and then he was, like, going to put it in the paper to wrap it up, and he, like, missed. Like, he misjudged <laughs> the amount of paper he needed. <laughs> so, like, he, like, looked at it and then looked at me, and then it was a giant sub, so it was cut into four pieces. So, he grabs all <laughs> – he's trying to grab all four pieces with two hands, and it takes him, like, a couple tries. Like, he's fumbling with it, <laughs> and you can see his face is getting red. Like he's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and he finally – gets the four pieces on a new wrapping paper like 45 seconds later and i'm just staring there i'm like trying not to stare at him i almost i thought about saying like it's okay dude like it's all right man like you could just leave it in there i'll eat it right it's not a big deal i'm gonna eat the sandwich yeah and i like i wanted to like and then when he finally got it i wanted to be like yeah like you got it and then uh and then of course the tips, <laughs> the tip screen pops up right after that, <laughs> and you're like, "Oh fuck!" And I was like, "Oh man, I, I had to control myself from laughing." And then, you know, of course, I tipped, and uh, yeah, that was it. But yeah, I know if I anyway, that was a uh, long story for. I know if I'm going to that Jersey Mike's, like the employees there are always like, like you know, dragging their feet and like st- weird stuff like that happens. Yeah, but in my <laughs> experience, like the sit down places, like I went out for my birthday, I think like three times this week which is a lot and like all the places are great like the service is fantastic yeah so i uh obviously fast food has been terrible i went to a subway the other day and of course like most subways i remember going to subway as a kid and there were like four people working there was like a a whole staff now you go it's one person who just looks depressed as fuck and they and they like put the the glue like bread into the (laughs) into the thing you see just kind of like morph it's such a it's such a sad place yeah it transforms into a sub (laughs) right it's just so sad subway is just so sad and the other day i was there i was just i had a gift card on the go one dude just you can tell he was on drugs or something i'm like hey dude i'll get a foot long on wheat he stares at me okay and then like he was in a haze. It was so odd. And every order, he like, okay. I swear the dude was on drugs. And what would have or what should have been like a three minute transaction turned into like fifteen minutes. It was terrible. Because the whole point of me going to Subway was just get a quick something bite to eat. Yeah. I wanted this to be quick, kinda in and out. You know with Subway it's gonna take a little bit longer than like McDonald's or something. But, hey, I was in the mood for a sub, and sometimes you just don't want that kind of fast food. Sometimes you just don't care if it's going to kill you. <laughs> so Yeah, sometimes you kind of want it to feel healthy but not be healthy. That's Subway. Sub- Subway <laughs> is like an MRE. Like when you're in the Army and they give you like something to eat, and you're like, well, I know this. 
I know this isn't real food, but <laughs> I know it's calorically dense. Like right. Subway's like an MRE. <laughs> it is. Subway's like that. And also like not, too not even the raccoons. The raccoons would be like, what the hell is this? Like I'm gonna <laughs> go to the next garbage can. <laughs> right. Oh God, we're not animals. <laughs> and then they go to the next garbage can. <laughs> we don't need that subway. We're not animals. Ugh. I feel like the raccoons are like French. We are not, yeah, we're not animals. <laughs> subway. <laughs> subway is stinky. We <laughs> we <laughs> Yeah, we found some cigarettes. <laughs> raccoons are smoking cigarettes while they got fucking subway. <laughs> Walk into Debella's. <laughs> Ugh. Finally, some class. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Subway, just terrible. And that that's what pissed me off the most. When you go to somewhere, like sometimes these fast food places, the quality has gotten so bad, or the service has gotten so bad, that the whole appeal of fast food was, I'm hungry, I, I don't care if it's going to kill me, I just need calories now. Boom. Quick transaction. It's like, you know, like buying drugs or like paying a hooker. It's just kind of quick, in and out, like, come on. I just I just need this fix and I'm out of here. Now you're stuck in the giant lines because the service is so bad. They get your order wrong, and it's just it's just embarrassing and it it, it defeats the whole purpose of fast food. Now I'm like I shouldn't have to wait 35 minutes for fucking McDonald's. I wouldn't wait 35 minutes for a lot of restaurants. Like I wouldn't wait 35 no. minutes to like have a steak. Like yeah, that's just a little drive long. across the street. Right, like that's a little long. So oh, I would um, wait. Yeah. If it's really nice, I'll wait for it. But yeah, really nice. But if I'm going to like a Logan's Roadhouse, like where is it? Oh, I'd be. I, I think we waited for Logan's before. <laughs> no way. Um, Shit. Well, I had something else on the subway. Oh, so like it just it, not even just subway. But don't you love when you're ordering from like subway or like Chipotle or uh, any place where they have like all the or like Blaze Pizza, they have all the toppings in front of them. Mm hmm. And, like, they're asking you what you want. And, like, you tell them, you're, like, you, you tell them, like, one at a time or, like, two at a time. Like, oh, can I get, like, pepperoni and pineapple? And then, like, they ask you, like, what? And <laughs> then you're, like, pepperoni and pineapple. And he's, like, oh, yeah, yeah. And then they put the pepperoni on. And they're, like, oh, you wanted pepperoni and jalapeno? <laughs> it's, like, dude, like, no. oh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> dude, when people are fucking up that basic order. Also, ooh, Chipotle is a good one. Because at what point I always get double chicken. At what point. Do you ever tell the guy scooping the chicken at Chipotle, like, hey, maybe a little more? <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, <laughs> I, I've been there, I, and I'm like, so hey, come on. Does, let's, does this uh. does this count? I've said, uh, yeah, because I've been like, hey, like, could you get a little, put a little bit more of that on? Yeah. I say it nicely, but yeah, I've yeah. done that. I always order double chicken and then say that because I know a lot of t – they've been skimping lately with double chicken. And so I'd be like, hey, like, I, I paid for the upgrade. Like, give me the fucking upgrade. Like, I'm paying you more. Right. Don't, don't right. skimp me here. I'm giving you the cash so you don't skimp. Right. Exactly. But, yeah. Or, like, yeah. if I go to Chipotle, I, uh, whatever I get, which is usually a burrito bowl, like, I don't like beans. Like, I just prefer, like, extra rice. So I'll just be like, oh, like, no beans, extra rice. And it's yeah. like, but sometimes they, like, <laughs> still put on, like, just a regular amount of rice. I'm like, I'm not getting the beans. I, you know, like, can I please get some more rice? Yeah, I don't know what the deal is and why some people are like, so stingy. It's well, like right, it's not and your and personal rice, stash. Yeah, rice is like, that's like the easiest thing to make. Yeah, it, it, two seconds. And the cheapest ingredient. Yeah, it, it's like dude, you're not taking it from your personal stash here. It's it, it's a corporation. Just right. Just give me a little bit more. Yeah, I like those. Like, at the same time, when you go to those places and like you know, 
the person working is going to hook it up, right? Like, you've oh, been there a couple yeah. times, you're like, oh, oh like, oh, this, this person always good. hooks it up. Oh, <laughs> yeah. In high school, there was the Chipotle by Lakeside Mall, and there was this dude, Perry, who worked there. And you knew when you walked in, when Perry was working, you kind of, like, look back to the boys, and you're all like, fuck yeah, let's go, Perry's here. Like, he's going to hook it up. Right, or at least, yeah. At he was least. a little bit older than us, and <laughs> we're like, dude, man, this guy's cool. Yeah, so he puts, like, an above-average amount of toppings on. You're like, yes. Yeah, hell yeah. Thank you. And you know, like, ooh, he'll, like, give me guac and not charge me for guac, or, you know, he'll give me double, and I'm not going to have to pay for double. That's solid. I love that stuff. But then, you know, after a while, like, the manager's like, excuse me, some people have been giving out too much chicken. And then Are you serious? That's oh, crazy. Oh, yeah. No, there are definitely managers like that. Like, hey, corporate. Like, It's always like some douchebag. You're like, dude, shut the fuck up. Like, why are you such a corporate shill? We're working at Chipotle, and I'm hooking up some dudes with a little bit extra chicken. Like, yeah. leave my ass alone. You know that shit probably happens. You know what we should do for an episode that I just thought of? I'm putting it on the ideas yeah. list. But just, like, past work stories we've had. Like, funny work stories. Like, because oh, yeah. I, I was... I just thought of one like from uh, when I worked at Kmart back in the day, but I think it'd be cool to do like, uh, if you know, just talk about that for like half an hour. I could talk. I could talk about that for two hours, man. Working construction. Yeah. Lot working of at stories. Kmart, Target. Oh, yeah. uh, I helped my buddy shovel snow a few times for this like sketch ass snow removal company. Dude, the characters who you worked with was just like Gen Central. Dude, I used to shovel snow for i used to cut this one lady's lawn so i shoveled her snow in the winter too like she had a snowblower right so it's just it wasn't that big a deal and she did have a big driveway so it would take like an hour but um anyway i used to shovel for her which i didn't mind but then like there was another older person a couple of houses down that like saw me shoveling like oh hey like would you mind shoveling over here and i was you know at first i was like oh cool like extra money um and then they didn't have a snowblower though, so it was like the shovel, like just the shovel. And I think they paid me like I, I guess what I didn't like agree to a price beforehand or whatever. And like I think they paid me like ten bucks, which was like pretty cheap for how long it takes to to yeah, shovel. That, that, that's very cheap. I feel like twenty would be a going rate. Well, yeah, that's what I got at the other place, and yeah, I twenty. I think twenty is more than fair, especially when it you know if it takes you like an hour to do it. Yeah, because and an I'm I'm talking when this is when there's like four or five inches of snow, mm-hmm. like not just like a one inch where you can go over, you know, and do it in like oh, yeah. 15 minutes. Like we have to go over like multiple times because that's how much snow there is. And then uh, every time it snowed, like for the next like two years, like sh- they would call me at like seven in the morning. And I was like, no, like I'm good. Like, I, you know, I just did it that one time, but I'm good. And they would always call me and be like, can you please, please come do it? Like. I'm like, am I the only boy in the neighborhood? I feel like a lot of kids, too. I mean, in my neighborhood, there weren't a ton of kids, but, like, no one did that stuff. No one shoveled. No one went around shoveling snow for money. Yeah, I mowed I, lawns, yeah. but I didn't go around shoveling snow. Yeah. Yeah. We, or we just never – we didn't have – like, the kids didn't do anything. Like, my neighbor just smoked weed and played video games. <laughs> so it's like, you know, he's not going to go out and look for money. Right. So yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, so uh, so places where people hate their jobs. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we got sidetracked on oh, that yeah. one. <laughs> All over the place. Do not compute. So places where people hate their job. Definitely Dave and Buster's now, and I feel like I want to go to more places. I went as a 
that's gonna sound so weird. I would like to revisit some places as an adult, but when it was happening as a kid, like go back in time mm. and just revisit it as an adult to be like, huh, did those people hate their lives or man, what was it like? Like, cause you're just so ignorant. You're just, everything's so happy. You're a kid. You're just like, Hey, everyone loves it here. Yeah. Uh, well, there's no depressed crack addicts. <laughs> Unless you have something else on that, that's actually a good segue into the one of the life's important questions I wanted to ask. For sure. So this question is, how much would you pay right now, present day, to go back in time for a summer period? So the first day of summer vacation when school ends up until the day that the next school year starts. So how long would you pay to go back in time any summer from first grade through 12th grade and this can either be money you have today or if you think like oh, i'd pay i'd actually pay more and it's like a loan you can pay it back so like when you're older it's like how much would you pay to go back for a summer and what summer would you go back to i really wouldn't pay that much money uh really no i would go back to I don't know. Oh, and, and, and one more thing. So when you go back, you, when you're back in the summer, you have the presence of mind of knowing I paid to be back here mm-hmm. and I know that I'm like reliving this. Um, but you don't know, like you don't carry like your sports knowledge or your stock knowledge. Like you can't be making money. Like it's just going back and enjoying like the summer. Yeah. For me, uh, probably like ninth going into 10th grade because it was before like you really needed to work. Yeah. And so like we just played baseball and hung out and just – yeah, it was just cool. Like, we just hung out all month. Like, that was a lot of fun. There was not a lot of responsibility. Like, I didn't need to work. Didn't really need a job. I just kind of did little side things for a little extra cash, like mowing lawns and stuff. Right. Didn't worry about stuff. Tigers were really good then. A lot of our sports teams were a lot better. So, like, there was quality Tigers games on. So, you just hang out, watch sports, talk sports, play. And it was pretty cool. A couple people, like, for me, I had a couple older friends. So, people were beginning to, like, drive. Like, I remember my one buddy, um, towards the end of the, that summer, he was able to drive. So, like, August, we had, like, we would go places. Mm-hmm. It was cool. Um, yeah. So, how much how much would you how pay to go back? Pay? Yeah. Not that much. I mean, it was fun, but it was just, like, it was just chill. Uh, so, I $1,000. Yeah, so I I would pay a lot more. Yeah, I would pay a thousand dollars. It was just fun. It was just cool. Like I just remember, like we played a lot of pickup basketball. Yeah, so yeah. I I would probably pay, like, upwards of like five grand, like if I, which I like if I had it today, or if I could if I could mortgage like just pay it back at any point in my life. When I'm older, I think I'd pay like upwards of like twenty grand or like fifty grand. Cause think about it like this. Those are times that you enjoyed and that you'll never have back. You'll never have another three month period until you're retired. But it still won't even be the same where you're, you know, you're young. You just have time to hang out with your friends, play outside and do whatever you want for three months. You have no responsibilities. You know, maybe you talk to a girl, maybe you don't, but you don't have to, you know, you don't have to work other than do some odd jobs like mowing lawns or anything. And you're old enough where you're still independent to like, you know, can we go, can I go places? Can I do things? Mm-hmm. Um, but more than anything, just like for me, it's like we would spend all day like playing football, basketball, kick the can, 
Uh, and then we'd go, you know, go get Slurpees and pizza or whatever. And then we'd come back and we'd do it again until night. And then we'd play video games. And it like it just like a perfect day. Slept in. Exactly. Yeah, that's cool. But my thing is, would I also, I just know how much more fun things get after that. Like, yes, there's a lot more responsibilities as you get older, but you also have a lot more freedoms. So it's kind of like that trade-off. And I really like the trade-off as you get older as opposed to being like in high school. Yeah, but I, see, I disagree just because while some things are more fun now, like you can't just go outside and play football and basketball all day with your – like you just can't do it anymore. Like we work. Right, like, but we can play golf. It's not – I mean, yeah, golf's – don't get me wrong. Golf's a lot of fun, right. but it's just not the same. Like I don't know. Those memories of having everyone in the neighborhood, like you know, you have like your 10 or for me we had like 10 neighborhood friends or whatever that always come over we have enough to play you know three on three four on four five on five uh basketball football kick the can airsoft and then top it off with video games like dude that's just perfect you can't do that anymore yeah i remember that uh yeah we had wiffle ball so my buddy's backyard oh nice he turned it he took his i wish i had pictures of it but he took his backyard and he turned it in like he had fences drawn out lines like everything like official cool good looking wiffle ball field that's awesome in a pretty big backyard so there's a fence and what was cool about that all you needed was six guys you know um three per team or yeah and then you have like the ghost runner four would be better but all you would really need is six and yeah we would just play man like we would just keep playing yeah you can play so play fun for to hours compete. it was just so much fun to compete and then yeah and then after we wouldn't get sick of it but we would just readjust the field a little bit it's like now it's a football field all right let's do three on three i think it was also fun like making the rules right i know it may sound nerdy but like all right hey so we gotta adjust like five apples too much we gotta adjust you know let's say seven apple stuff like that that was fun i like that and yeah like, and then like trying to like all right, so this is what we're going to do. You know, we're going to try to run like an option in, in three-man football. And so the, it's just fun stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, we would always do that in football, like too. Trying to out-coach ourselves. We, we'd be like calling timeouts right. on the football. We'd be like, all right, you run right. this route, you run right. this route. Motion you over. And now, all right, now that we made the rule that the quarterback can run right away and quarterback <laughs> doesn't have to wait, we can run an option. It's like, all right, cool. We got exactly what they want. We got exactly what we wanted. We like negotiated our way into like play a certain offense. Yeah, we always did. So lame. We never did that with the quarterback. <laughs> we always made it like the quarterback could only run after it was like after seven apple, like the defensive player could blitz them and then the quarterback could run. Yeah, yeah. I think the most fair rule is th if the defensive player crosses the line of scrimmage. Yeah, so and yeah, not mm -hmm. not seven apple. It'd probably be like five apple. Yeah, I think the. I think yeah, I think the most fair rule is uh, after like five apple, the defensive player as soon as they cross, they can cross the line of scrimmage after five apple. But once they cross, the quarterback can scramble. Yeah, that's fair. You know, no like oh, after five apple, the quarterback can scramble no matter yeah, what. Because then you just end up with Mike Vick waiting five apple right. just so he can outrun exactly. Whoever the fastest player is, like, oh, I'll just play quarterback. Right. Yeah. Every, everyone can relatively throw. Right. And then also, too, yeah, just send everyone deep. And then if everyone bites, then I'll just take off and I'll beat the one guy one on one. Yeah. When you And when you're that young, too, like, at least for us, it was like, yeah, everyone can play quarterback. Everyone can run routes. Everyone mm -hmm. can cover routes. Right. Like, there's no, you know, 
super athletes here. <laughs> All right, there's no super athletes. You're not gonna like out scheme your opponent. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's just hey, just run a slant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I not at that age. Uh, so, oh, I I don't know. I remember playing some backyard football with my buddy Trevor's, and I, we got like 12 guys. It was six on six. I remember like getting subs in, and stuff. And there were definitely some like some schemes put together. Like hey. I got this guy. Like this guy, uh, he can't. He he's not going to be able to catch anything on me. Like I I got him covered. Or these certain people were like, dude, put me on him. He cannot cover me. Oh yeah, I mean, like, okay, yeah. yeah. Well, I guess I'll, we I'll would... make I'll make a move to the left and I'll go right. He's way too slow, and all I need is two seconds. You give me the ball, five yard dump, and I can get another five yards. The first down every time. I guess when you put it like that, we used to do that, and then we we'd always run like the way our yard was. There's like a little ditch, and at the end of the ditch, there's like these rocks or whatever so you had to be yeah. careful with the rocks it's actually amazing how nobody ever fell into the rocks and broke an arm or a leg for how many years we played outside and like people would jump over the ditch to catch <laughs> people would get wow. tackled by the ditch like mm-hmm. it's a, you know it's crazy nobody ever got hurt because it and it, it was huge like there's probably like i don't know 40 like uh cantaloupe sized rocks maybe not 40 but there's quite a few yeah oh it was a hazard yeah, it was a hazard for sure. But anyway, we'd always run a play where I'd, you know, go like uh, vertically until I got there, and then I'd cut diagonally, and it always it would always be open. We could always run that play, kind of like by the rocks. Mm-hmm. Those are fun. <laughs> I bet you somewhere in my brain there's some like names of plays that we could come up with. Yeah, we would. Uh, we used to play. We actually made up this one game. It was. I, I kind of want to buy some nets and and play on the in the park behind us like in the summer. I actually think it'd be fun. But anyway, you, you can either get like hockey nets or it's like in between like a hockey net and like a small soccer net for like the net size. But you get two of those. You're about 40 yards across for the nets, like apart from each other. And then it's kind of like handball, I guess. Like you have like a, a small little like one of these like the little basketballs you get from the store. And you can run, like, five steps with it, and then you have to pass it, or you can kick it and, and dribble it. Um, and then you throw it into the net. There's a goalie. and then You, you can't d- pick it up, though? What do you mean? If you drop it to kick it and dribble it, can you then pick it up? No, not you if you've already gone your five steps. Okay. Yeah. Um, but basically, you know, the field's relatively small, so five steps is a decent distance, and you just pass it. And if someone's near you, you can keep going back and forth. Um, and then, yeah, each time you throw it in, it's it's a point, and you play to 11 or whatever. We called it netball or whatever. But, dude, it, it was actually a lot of fun. I love little games like that. Remember, like, uh, we would play um, – we did, like, a thing of rugby where, like, we had to move the ball forward but can only p- pass it backwards. Oh, okay. Like, we would do that. It's it, it basically rugby. With, with what ball? We It wasn't a football. We had this little, like, you know uh, those balls sometimes you can win in the claw machines at, like, a, uh, like a Kroger? It was just it, it was just like some fuzzy ball. It was about like oh, this big. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, it was just like Nerf. It was soft. And so we just had that. <laughs> and so it was kind of difficult to throw sometimes because there's all those strings rolling, running around. But, yeah, we used that. And, um, yeah, it just you, you had to get the ball past a certain thing. And, you know, if you get tackled, it's a turnover. That sounds fun. That it sounds like, like rugby. a lot of fun, too. It was basically rugby, but just with yeah, and, a oh, different ball. in the game we played, too, like you could play – there was – there weren't really follows like you just you just played like rough like you could bring the guy to the down you could tackle the guy if he had the ball but it was like you're not always trying to tackle him like sometimes you're just trying to play defense and block right um like nobody ever 
everyone we played with was like, all right, we're not going to make this rough, but we can't, like, if you're close to the net, yeah, I'm going to grab you. Right. Yeah, there's yeah. going to be some physicality. Yeah. Right, exactly. I'm going to give you a nice little shove. You know, if you're close to the exactly. net. Exactly. If you got a wide open shot, I'm going to make sure it's contested. Like, I have, I Does went. that make sense? Yeah, I went for a shot, like, close up one time, and this guy, like, blocked me, and I did a flip over the net, and I actually cut over my eye, and I still have the scar. Um, I tore my meniscus uh, <laughs> doing, doing the rugby game. Oh, really? Yeah. Damn, I didn't know that. No. Is that a rough recovery? Oh, it's still torn. Oh, you didn't you didn't get the surgery? Yeah. I know I know um someone else I know like recently tore theirs and they're like, Yeah, I'm not getting the surgery. No, no, it's not bad. I think it might have healed up. But w- that was you know, I went to the doctor and well, he's like, Yeah. Can you run on it? I was also playing football then too, so Yeah. Can you it still run now huh? without any pain? Oh yeah, it's oh, fine. Okay. Yeah. Oh no. And I can play golf on it. Yeah, it's fine. Gotcha. It just every once in a while it bothers me. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was from that. It was either from that or from football or something. I just remember just playing so many games in one day, coming home, being like, man, my knee's sore. <laughs> and then uh, yeah, and then a few days later, I'm like, it's still sore. And then I played uh, like backyard baseball or something with it. And, I'm, and I slid. And I'm like, ooh, wow, yeah, that hurts. Yeah. Went to the doctor, and he's like, yeah, you tore your meniscus. I'm like, huh. <laughs> wonder Dude, how I did that. That's Yeah. That reminds me. I broke my toe one time. We were at the pool. And this was like in high school uh we were at my friend's pool or whatever and i was i was running around the pool i don't know what we were playing or doing or whatever but and i i stubbed my toe like on like the corner where there's rocks on both sides and my pinky like it was just like split out to the right like and i was like oh i wonder if i broke it like (laughs) and my one friend's like yeah i'll try and shove it back into place like in case it wasn't which it clearly was right but and i was i was like okay yeah so i was already in a lot of pain he tries to shove it back in and I just like screamed. I was like, "No, like, all right, we're not doing this, or whatever." And then yeah, I went to the doctor. And he's like, "Yeah, it's broken." <laughs> Those like weird little injuries that. But and there's nothing you can yeah. do about a broken. Like I just had right. to tape it up or whatever, and it was fine. Yeah. Be crazy if we were to like try to do that now. How many more injuries would happen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, even when we play like pool basketball out in the summer and oh, pool volleyball. Feet, oh, dude, I love that. My feet got cut up last time. I know it's because. The pool needs a new like epoxy coating, but it's like ten grand, so I no can't way. afford it. Dude, and uh, buy water shoes. I was thinking about buying water. Dude, shoes. I did, and I I tried playing them the one time when we played basketball, but it was it was hard to get like because you don't get the traction. I guess I, even though you're underwater, you still yeah. get a little bit of like yeah, you don't get the same like bounce. I guess, but I'll, I'll still probably end up wearing them this summer. I was thinking about buying a pair because some of those basketball. I was like thinking about certain plays we could run now, like <laughs> if you have certain teams. That was so much fun. And then, like, the intense volleyball games, those were great, too. Volleyball is my favorite. When you get, like, four on four, six on six, Mm -hmm. and you get, like, some weakness. Yeah, you get (laughs) – You find the weak spot in the other team, and you're, like – and you, like, you're, like, that's it. Him every time. (laughs) Every time. I mean, nobody's usually that bad. No, but, like, playing that – you've all been in that situation. Everyone's played where you get together and you're, like, oh, you know where the ball is going every time. Yeah, pool volleyball is a riot. Everyone's hooting and hollering for every single point. All right, let's go. That one day when we had bachelor party 2.0 and there's like 12 of us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was a riot. Wild. Oh, dude, I love like when uh, we did the same thing playing uh, wiffle ball too. When you like pimp something, like you hit a home run in wiffle ball and you like pimp it. You're like, you're <laughs> pimping it for like four people. 
right, and right. A pool volleyball. It's just like, ooh, <laughs> like the little, like the moves you come up with after. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> and you're like, all right. Yeah, I lost my <laughs> my first wedding ring playing pool volleyball. What? Yeah, it was literally the day after our wedding, or two days. Yeah, the day after, and uh, I was wearing it, and it, I I just got it from Amazon, so mm-hmm. it was you know twenty five bucks. It's a ton- right. tungsten ring. It's actually really nice for twenty five bucks. Yeah, but yeah, we were playing, and uh, I went to to set it, and I was like, I looked down like after the pointer, like the next point, I was like, oh, like shit, my ring must have came off. So I went, I dove in the deep end. And I was like, okay, where is it? Where is it? Didn't see it. Looked all around the pool. I just never found it. I was like, how far <laughs> could it have gone? Like, yeah, it's probably, I bet you it's in like the filter or whatever, right? No, no, no. I looked at the filter. It's probably, you know where we have the, the Japanese maple in the back? Yeah. It's probably like buried in there somewhere or like in the grass next to it. How would it? Oh, oh, it like flew off. It yeah. Like, like maybe. Off. Yeah. And then maybe like a, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if, cause I didn't find it that day. And or the next day, and then I just stopped. After I looked twice, I was like, "All right, I'm not. I just that's it. I'm just get another one. Buy a new one. <laughs> it's twenty five bucks. Right. And then I just never looked for it again. So I'm like, I'm sure like you know, a squirrel could have grabbed it, and then after they realized it wasn't food, like dropped it somewhere else, and I was <laughs> yeah. just gone. Yeah, sure. Yeah, or who knows, man? Or a ghost took it. <laughs> Went to a different dimension. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Went to a different dimension. You clown. <laughs> Uh yeah, the, I love backyard competition. I love that's one of the There's most nothing better. Even as adults, like a cornhole, dude. When you do two on two cornhole, cornhole, oh, I, I love su- cornhole. I suck at it. That's why I'm so bad at it. Oh, you just gotta practice, dude. Practice. It's cornhole is so much fun. I'm indifferent. So what? It. What's your favorite like backyard game? Backyard game. Uh yeah. Can jam is pretty fun. Oh, can jam is a blast. Uh, I also like beersby. That's more like in oh, the lake. With is that the one where you have the post and the yeah, and the, okay, like, the yeah. beer can on that top and too. the frisbee like that. Uh, that's kind of fun, dude. Have you played spike ball? I have not. That's a lot of fun, and that's like you can work up a sweat like it's athletic enough, even mm-hmm. though you're just going around like you're just moving like a couple feet either yeah. way. Um, yeah, this summer we'll play it sometime, dude. It's it's so much fun. Okay, and like you do two on two and. Like it gets really competitive. Um, it's kind of like pool volleyball in a, in a way. Okay, I love pool volleyball. That's great. Pool basketball is fun. Yeah. Pool sports. I, I like pool sports. Those are uh, those are really fun. Um, just because like you can dive and shit. Were you on the <laughs> the I am water polo team in college? No, the, I was not. Oh, no. we did it. We did it rec. No way. Uh, for the rec league one year. Yeah. That was the most fun I've ever had doing a college rec league. Like, we did college, like, football, basketball. Mm-hmm. Well, those are the only other two I did. But anyway, this was, like, the most fun. It was inner tube water polo. So you were in an inner tube, and the pool is still pretty big. But, like, it was a workout, but it wasn't, like, the same workout as, like, if you were just playing without the inner tube. Yeah. That that sounds fun. I, I know, like, they had the inner tube, and uh, I know s- – who else did it with you? Uh, I think I think Pat, Max Wolf, uh, Dustin. Oh, I can see Dustin. I think <laughs> El- I think Elena was on our team. <laughs> I can see Dustin injuring someone on a purpose. Dude, Dustin and I were good. Yeah. Because Dustin That's has an arm guy. on him. Yeah. And I like in terms of like speed, because like I was going all out, like going, and mm. I got a good like back pedal, so I could cover a lot of ground. So like, uh, me and Dustin would I would assist him like a couple times a game. Love it. Yeah. 
I wish uh, I wish I played more IMs in college. I was working at the rec and I had the night shifts, so like for football, I wasn't able. I was able to sub a little bit. So I played my first when I was a freshman, but I, I played then. That was pretty fun. We had a pretty yeah. competitive team. We weren't. We were just like middle of the road. Um, but we competed in like every game, which was kind of expected. And then, um, yeah, I got the job at the rec and I didn't really have the opportunity because all the games were at night and I was working three days a week. So it's like, shit. Right. It's a rush when you're on an IM team in college and you like the leagues we played in. I I mean, I think I don't know if it was just the night we played on, but like for the most part, all the teams were of relatively close skill. Like there weren't there weren't teams where you're getting blown out and there weren't teams where you get putting on like a beating. Right. So the one year we won like the basketball, like I am championship for that yeah. night, yeah. like that night of the week or whatever. Like, dude, that was sick. Yeah. Yeah. I felt so good. <laughs> oh yeah. That's probably pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think I did football. I did the flag football. Oh, frostball. Did you, were you around for that? I I never played. So, yeah, that was I didn't I don't know why I didn't pl- oh, same thing I was working at the rec so I couldn't play softball. So I missed out on all the like fun stuff, but I did get a little bit of it. Uh playing frostball. I remember like my first year and uh it was cool. Like a lot of people were there. And I was like the start I don't know why, but I was like the starting pitcher. And so it oh, was nice. cool. It was cool like freshman on the mound <laughs> getting getting the getting the arm, but you know Threw a no hitter for most of it, but hey, whatever. Yeah, that's sweet. Had two runs, but it's cool. Yeah, uh, it was competitive that year. Then after that, it was just we we blew them out. Nice. Yeah, but there, yeah, there was a decent amount of shit talking and stuff, so that was kind of fun. Yeah, and a lot of people. Same with uh, basketball. Yeah, football. There wasn't that much, but football. It was just everyone was just bitching at the refs, and it's like, dude, these <laughs> the refs are like kids in college. Like we had right, yeah, these kids in my math rec. class. Like, <laughs> yeah, they worked at the rec. I knew them. Yeah, <laughs> like he's. He's making eight dollars an hour here, trying to get pay some bills in college. Like, give him, give him a break. Refs got paid pretty well. I think refs got paid like eleven bucks oh. an hour. They got, they got, they got, they got a decent. I kind I would never want that job though. No, no, no. You, I don't know how. It's not worth. I don't it. know how they did that. I worked at the Welcome Center, and uh, checked out basketballs. <laughs> yeah. What was that upstairs? That was a good job. That was probably one of my favorite jobs working at the rec center. Yeah, I bet. Um, let's see. Should we get into A and F, or do you want to do the Am I the Assholes? Let's do an Am I the Asshole, and then we can do A and F and wrap up. What time is it? Four. It's four. Yeah. How much time you got? Oh, I got a half hour. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, let's do uh, let's do uh, these Am I the Assholes then. All right. Cool. So this one is Am I the Asshole for bothering a woman at home? My son four had a sleepover last night with a friend. This friend's parents were doing my wife and I a huge favor because my wife's father had surgery yesterday and we needed to be there and didn't get home until after midnight so yes the story begins with us already in debt to them anyway at nap time today my son started freaking out because he couldn't find sleepy dumbo his stuffed animal and he cannot sleep without his stuffed animal i remember when i picked him up i didn't see sleepy dumbo so i text the mom and dad of the friend i get no response my wife is a wreck so i'm not bothering her with this but my son is freaking out so I tell him we will get in the car and go get Sleepy Dumbo, and he slightly calmed down. So we drive over, and I try and call both the parents on the way. 
When we get there, I knock and we wait a bit with no answer. At this point, my son start freaki- starts freaking out more because he's afraid something happened to Sleepy Dumbo. I try to reassure him, but he starts crying. I knock again, and the wife come. The wife of the couple answers the door. She says she's working and asks what I want. I explain about the stuffed animal. She again sa- says she's working, and she says she doesn't have time to look for Sleepy Dumbo and tells us to come back later. My son starts freaking out more. I, I just ask if we can go in and look. She says he need- she needs to focus. I promise to be fast. She lets me in. We get to the friend's room. Sleepy Dumbo's on the bed. My son gets him, and I hustle out. I thank the mom, but she's glaring at me. On the way home, he hugs Sleepy Dumbo the whole time. I remind him to be more careful with Sleepy Dumbo in the future, and at home, nap, nap time commences peacefully. About an hour ago, my wife and I both get this text. I'm going to copy and paste it. Me and my wife really don't appreciate the way that you barged into the house earlier today while I was working. I know you both have a lot going on right now, but the world doesn't revolve around you. Uh... My husband and I agreed to do you a favor, but that doesn't mean you can just get to walk all over us. In the future, if you call me, we don't answer. That means it isn't a good time to come over. I felt embarrassed and guilty after reading that. My wife, however, was furious. She called the wife of the other couple some indelicate names. I'm really grateful to them for helping for babysitting, uh, and I accept the blame for forgetting to bring home the stuffed animal the first time. I don't know if asking to come in and get him is quite as big deal as she's making it out, though. My wife is pissed. I don't know how much of that is misplaced fear for her dad, though. Am I an asshole or is I just in an unfortunate situation? Whew. I didn't realize how long that was. Hmm. Tough. I don't know. It, it, uh, barging into someone's house. I mean, I, I don't know what it's like to have a screaming kid. But at the same time, like, sometimes it's just not a good time. Yeah, this is one of the ones I think he kind of is an asshole. Like, if you call and they don't answer, just going over there regardless is kind of weird. Again, time. I don't have kids, but... If it was just nap time and it wasn't, like, bedtime, like, I don't know, just give them a couple hours, see if they call back. But, yeah, I, I, it's kind of rude, I think, to go over and knock on the door after you call and they don't answer. It's like, that's, it's like, come on, dude, like, show some some respect. Right. Like, I understand your kid's important, of course, but sometimes things are misplaced. Like, that's, like, it's a reality. Like, it just happens. Like, And at the end of the day, you can go over later in the evening or the next day. Like, I, you know, it's 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 not that big. Where And then if she says she's working and she's like, you know, it's, it's not a good time and then you're still doing it. Like, I don't know. I, it's kind of disrespectful a little bit. Right. Uh, yeah, because it's like, hey, I'm working. Or maybe some t- something a little more important was going. Yeah. Because when you say I'm working, I don't expect her to be like explaining this giant thing like, hey, I'm in a really important meeting right now. You can't I, I can't be attending to your needs right now. Yeah. Yeah. So unless it's an emergency, like this is not this is this it's it's a doll. It can wait. And I, so I will say I if the wife of the place they barge into, like, sh- I don't think she needs to overreact. Like, I don't think it's that big of a deal if he really did just go. If he went in, grabbed the stuffed animal, and left, not a big deal. Like, mm-hmm. so she she shouldn't be calling names. But I think this guy is more in the wrong for for kind of barging in. He's more in the wrong, but at the same time, sometimes you just it, it's better to not say something than to say something. Yeah, for sure. Like it, yeah. I, that's not big enough of a deal. I think for like if to say something exactly. Like, like you don't no need to text like. Next time you see him in person, just say, hey, could you please not do that again? Like, I no need to right. call names. And if it happens again, then it's like, okay, now it's a problem. You know, if it happens a second time, it's like, now it's a problem. If this is like a once in a, if this is a one-time thing, maybe he's under a lot of stress, new parent, whatever, all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, for sure. Doesn't know for what sure. to do. Um, hey, you know, I understand you're worried, but hey, you're going to be okay. Here's where the line is. Yeah. 
Uh, well, we're pretty much in agreement on that one. Um, let's do. Let's jump to something a little bit funnier here. I go back in. So this one, I don't know. Did you read these beforehand? Uh, no. Okay, so you're you're gonna get a kick out of this one. So am I the asshole for not wanting to turn our kitchen nut free? So then, <laughs> so this guy is 29, has lived with his uh, wife for five years, also 29. They both love to cook, so they've always had a well-stocked co- kitchen. My wife's brother, uh, male, 24, has a fairly severe peanut allergy, potentially fatal if he ingests one and isn't treated shortly after. We've always kept nut products in the kitchen on the basis that we'll call him Bill, lives three hours away and has visited our place three times in the last five years we lived together. We've dined out on those occasions and it's never been an I- issue. Bill's very laid back about his allergy and manages it well. Uh, his My wife went on holiday with her family in December, and since coming back, she's asked that we make our kitchen nut-free on the basis that she wouldn't be comfortable if her brother ever came to visit. I asked her if there was a near-miss issue on the holiday, but there wasn't. I asked Bill if he, I asked if Bill was planning to visit or visit more frequently, but he isn't. I asked if Bill had requested this himself, but he hasn't. So she wants to get rid of all the nuts, not just peanuts-related allergens. He's fine with tree nuts, for example. This would mean disposing of a lot of nuts, oil spreads, and various other staples at risk of cross-contamination. We also cook and bake with these things a lot, so it would mean a big shift in how we prepare food and what recipes we can use. I suggested we could store nut products completely separately in airtight containers and that I would thoroughly deep clean the next time he visits, but apparently that wasn't enough for comfort. I'm not insensitive to how difficult allergies can be to manage, but I'm not comfortable wasting so much produce and changing cooking habits for a hypothetical scenario which may never happen, Bill visiting and eating our cross-contaminated cooking. His home kitchen, he lives with his parents' house, houses peanuts, but they're just kept separate and not used around them. I also pointed out that my best friend has a similarly severe shellfish shellfish allergy, but we make that work without major comp- accommodations, despite him visiting far more frequently. My partner, my wife, is calling me insensitive and is barely open to discussing the matter. This is unlike us, as you've always communicated well and compromised in the past. This is what's making me doubt myself. Am I being too stubborn? It feels like the issue has come out of nowhere, but I want to be as accommodating as I can within reason. I just disagree on where the line's being drawn. Uh, yeah, she's the asshole. Well, whoever is, it, maybe the parents were the ones that told her they needed to change it. Like, It sounds like even he doesn't know what had changed well the if the parents have nuts like just give me answers don't just say hey do this like why like why are you telling me i need to totally adjust my life because of a very unlikely hypothetical scenario and no one else is making this sacrifice why do we have to make this sacrifice if this if this person doesn't even care well i yeah i mean this guy is definitely in the right here like if this guy's vi- bill has visited three times in five years and it's not like he's planning on coming more frequently. Like <laughs> why would you change what you eat around right. your house? Oh, and, and also, you, and you always go out to eat when he's coming over, like, and nothing's changing. Like <laughs> not to mention, it, like, is this person insane? Yeah. Not to mention if this person only comes there once every so often and probably visits are probably planned. Oh, we know he's coming in two weeks. Let's make sure everything's good. And I'm sure this guy goes over people's houses. He doesn't just like stay at home. Yeah. Because of his peanut allergy, he can go over like a buddy's house. And it's like, and it sounds like he didn't even say anything. Like it's it's just coming from the wife or the wife's parents or something. But like, if you knew he was coming over, you just go to the grocery store and buy stuff without that, and you'd put it to the side and say, "This is what we're using to cook for the weekend." 
Like, wh- why would you get get rid of other things that you enjoy cooking with or eating if he's only coming over a couple times a year or not even? Right. Like, that's just foolish. Yeah. It, it, this sounds like something, like, Meghan Markle would do. <laughs> you know? It sounds like something she would do. Just some kind of, like, crusade she can go on. I think that's what's going on with the woman. She feels mm. like she needs to go on some crusade. She hasn't done that in a while, or she sees everyone else doing that. So she's like, I need to have a hill, like a moral hill to die on. So she's just going with that. You know, like when people are like looking in their life and trying to find struggle. Like, yeah, well, when I was 16, I had to wait two months to get a car. You know how hard that was? Um, so, yeah, that's what I feel like is going on with this woman. Yeah, uh, I'm in agreement on that one. Yeah, she's looking to find struggle in her life. She's probably going to go on like nut allergy runs. And I did a 5K for nut allergies. <laughs> like, shut the fuck up. And she posts about it on Instagram more than actually like donated. It's money. like the Michael Scott cure for rabies or whatever. Remember when right, he did the yeah, 5K? Yeah. Right. Look at me. I'm going to help an issue. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get that one. Uh, well, here's one maybe that's a little bit less obvious, but maybe it's not. Am I the asshole for giving my daughter a car that I previously promised my girlfriend? This one's short, thankfully. I've been with my girlfriend for three years. We live together, but I also have a 19-year-old daughter from a previous marriage. She lives with her mom. A few months ago, I ordered a new car, and my girlfriend asked if she could have my current one, and she'll just pay me in installments for it. I told her yes. But a few days ago, I was spending the day with my daughter, and she kept complaining about issues with her car, which is a POS. And she asked if I could borrow $1,000 to buy another one. And I told her, I'm going to make sure that's 1000 instead of 10000 Yep. $1,000 to buy another one. And I told her no. And that instead, she should just take my car since the new one is due to arrive in two weeks. And in the meantime, I'll just rent one. When I told my girlfriend about it afterwards, I knew she'd be mad. But I offered to just buy her a different car. But she screamed at me and called me selfish and said that I should at least once choose her over my daughter. Am I the asshole? So it sounds like the woman's mad about the principle of the situation, not on the actual logical transaction. Uh, Should he have probably consulted the girlfriend? Yes, but at the same time, the girlfriend also should be like, oh, well, for your daughter, yeah, of course. If you're going to give me another car, yeah, yeah, we'll give her that one and I'll get a new one. Yeah, especially if he says, like, hey, I'll get you another car, and then you're still saying, like, how could you complain about getting a free car? Like, if he's still going to get you one. Right. Like, you're still paying $0 for a car. Right. So. Or even know. if he's going to get you one and you have to pay for part of it. Like, as long as he's hooking you up, what? why should you be mad that he's, like, it's his daughter. Like, the daughter should probably come before the girlfriend of three years. So, yeah. he, he He's okay. He's fine. Um, should he have said something to the girlfriend? But at the same time, the girlfriend should have been like, well, of course, your daughter comes first. Yeah. Let, let's take care of her. She's up and coming she's you know getting used to life but three-year girlfriend yeah daughter more important than yeah i mean girlfriend. yeah and yeah it's just your girlfriend like yeah there's a reason why she's probably single <laughs> she's not single <laughs> the girlfriend well it's the reason she's probably not married yeah at that stage of the game because she's just a wench to be around yeah uh I got another this one. I got another short one that's pretty funny too. Am I the asshole for telling my husband's parents to stop telling people my name is Catherine and for embarrassing them in front of my friends? My name is Rin, just <laughs> Rin, R Y N, not Catherine. Oh my god. 
But ever since my in-laws have met me, they have gotten the idea that my actual name is Catherine and Rin is just a nickname. I've asked them to not introduce me or tell people it's my name, but they always go back to it. <laughs> my husband and I took a small break from them when it continued, and they apologized and seemed to be doing better. <laughs> then for my mother-in-law's birthday, we were invited to celebrate with them, and a couple of her friends came up to meet me and asked if I was Catherine. They said mother-in-law talked all about me. I decided to get a little bit jokey instead of annoyed and played up on, and played up on it, saying mother-in-law is so forgetful and that I was sorry she told them the wrong name. That I'll need to write my name on everything she owns so they don't forget. Her friends found it funny but told her it was weird that she gave them the wrong name. She and father-in-law came up to me close to the end of the party and I told them to stop telling people my name is Catherine and they need to accept that my name isn't up to them. They claim I was rude and that it was awful for me to try and embarrass them in front of their friends by joking with mother-in-law's friends. My husband told them they should have listened but they're saying I took it too far. Maybe I did. Am I the asshole? I mean, yeah. Is the grant is the mom senile? Because if like the parents are kind of like crazy, if they're like in Biden land where you know they don't really know what's going on, then it's just kind of like, oh, like you can't get upset about it. Like they're senile. If they're doing it on purpose, um, it it to it's me it it sounds like <laughs> it's kind of it sounds like they're doing it on purpose, which is hilarious. And yeah. <laughs> Like you, you can't get mad at that because it's so clever and funny. My grandfather. Oh, I would get mad at that. My <laughs> grandfather would always. He wouldn't. Oh, hold on. He wouldn't pronounce our last name right on purpose. He he would he would do that. He would just shorten it up. And my dad didn't care. It was just because it was just it was just like a nickname. Oh, that I I that would drive me crazy. I I think this person's not the asshole. I think the old people are assholes. Like <laughs> it's someone's name. Like show some respect. <laughs> like come on, man. It's. It, this is who your son married and you're disrespecting her. You can't even call her by her name and you're introducing your friends to her like and you know that's not her name. Come on, you these old turds. I don't know. I don't see it's So it, I have to know what the situation is. Like maybe she Th- has people are. She made it sound like the old people uh, or her, her in-laws are doing it on purpose. I mean, if they're doing it on purpose, maybe they're doing it on purpose, but they don't know how much it upsets her. But she already they took she said we took a break from them because they were doing it. And then they finally they corrected the behavior, but then they went back to it. But did they did they say, hey, like, you got to stop that? Like, has she said it directly? Yeah, that's what let me let me pull it back up. If she's like, hey, you guys got to stop this. And they continue to do it. She said, I've asked them not to introduce me or tell people it's my name, but they always go back to it. My husband and I took a small break from them and when it continued and then they apologize, they apologize and then seem to be doing better. And then they reverted to it. So they're (laughs) so funny. Maybe those old people just don't give a fuck. They're just like, fuck her. Maybe. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, it's so the, disrespectful. Old, the old people are the assholes in that situation. Oh, for sure. But maybe she did something terrible to them. I don't know. <laughs> I <laughs> and, don't know, man. And it's like, yeah, she did something awful to them. And they're like, we're going to get back to her by calling her Catherine. Well, and then it's funny. They got mad when she was she had some minor joke to her her mother-in-law's friends. It's like, that's clear. Like, like that's just a joke. If you're going right. to purposely mispronounce my name and then get mad when I joke about it with your friends, like, come on. Yeah. Parents are kind of an asshole there, but that's funny. <laughs> yeah, that, that was funny. That was a funny one. Uh, we'll do one one more. I'll give yeah. you a choice. You want to do? Uh, am I the asshole for kicking out one of my bridesmaids, um, or am I the asshole for telling my? 
or no, or would I be the asshole for not allowing the child of his ex-wife's partner at my house? Do the ex-wife. I think, okay, the bridesmaids one was, it, it was pretty straightforward. Oh, do the bridesmaid one. Because when I heard bride, when I heard bridesmaid, I thought it was going to be like the super long, intricate story. Like, oh my so God, Becky did this. And then she like looked at me funny. And then this, and then this. Yeah, so, yeah. well, so that one, I think it, it's very straightforward. There's one asshole. There's no debate. This one, I think you, we could have different opinions. So let's go with the straightforward one and save the okay. debate for next week. Okay. So am I the asshole for kicking out one of my bridesmaids for showing up in the wrong dress? I'm 23 years old, female. Uh, my wedding was back on Saturday, December 31st, and I'm still getting backlash from this, so I want to know if this is an asshole move. In the country I live in, it's currently winter, and we get a fair amount of snow, so my wedding was a winter-themed wedding. The color theme was forest green and gold. My dress was obviously white, and I chose the color of my bridesmaid's dresses to be forest green as well. My maid of honor's dress was black, and everyone was to wear gold accessories. I have this friend, we'll call her Cat, that I asked to be one of my bridesmaids. We went dress shopping, and I told him the color's theme i was going for a cat immediately expressed that she thought forest green was a bad choice she said she thinks it's not a flattering color and thought i should choose something different and more girly i said no because wedding was my winter themed and i thought the color would go perfect with the theme she suggested a pink blue even a red i said no but that thanks for your opinion she found out my maid of honor's dress is black and asked if she could wear black too i said no only my maid of honor is wearing black i paid for all the dresses Fast forward to the wedding day, everyone's getting their hair and makeup done, and Kat shows up 30 minutes late holding a bag that looked like it had a dress inside. I asked her what it was for. She told me it was for later on at the reception if she got uncomfortable and wanted to change after pictures. I was like, okay, cool. So fast forward, we're all dressed and walking down the stairs because the ceremony's beginning in 30 minutes, and we're going to take some pictures before. Kat is the last person to come down, and she's wearing a black dress. Oh, that bitch. (laughs) At the time, I was preoccupied taking pictures with my parents, but my maid of honor came over to me and made me wear the situation. I confronted Kat and asked her what was going on. She said she hates her bridesmaid dress as the color is ugly and makes her look gross, so she's wearing black. I told her, please go back and change. She refused and started walking away from me. I said, I'm going to ask her one more time. If she doesn't oblige, I'm calling security and kicking her out. She began yelling at me to fuck off, so I called security and asked him to please escort her out. She started making a big scene yelling about how I'm such a bitch that I can't force her to wear anything and that I'm a horrible and considerate friend. The wedding went on and it was truly amazing. Ever since the wedding, Kat has been blowing up my phone with texts saying some really nasty things and asking for the money back that she spent on the black dress. <laughs> what? <laughs> since it was a waste and she didn't get to wear it. I had to block her number. Some of my other bridesmaids have been giving me shit. Unbelievable. Saying that it was a little harsh kicking her out and embarrassing her like that. And that maybe I should give her the money back. Am I the asshole for kicking her out? No. No. What? And is it embarrassing? She's the one being embarrassing. You're being difficult. How Why could do you- she have the nerve to wear after she asked you and you said no to go buy another dress and wear it? It's not her day. It's her friend's wedding day, and she's right. She's gonna cause all this distress and then refuse to change out of the dress and then ask for money for the dress. That person is is clinically insane. Dude, she is a landmine that chick is nuts that's insane yeah how could you have the nerve to even do that she deserves to be like put in a mental mental they need to run studies on like that is you have to be insane to be like that right and and this girl's friends have to be insane too they're they're they were saying that it was a little harsh kicking her out and embarrassing her like what the fuck like the male equivalent to that is like a dude who beats off in public like those are two like uh, 
morally those are like two similar people on that's the same level like that's just crazy yeah i I, and then like the fact that her friends are like yeah you shouldn't have done that yeah maybe you should give her some money back like what the hell fuck her talking about yeah no whatever hoes man that's crazy yeah well those are always fun i I like doing those on a Mm -hmm. weekly or or bi weekly basis um so time wise we wrapping yeah okay uh all right well thanks for watching listening to episode 11 of premature bingo and uh we'll catch you on the next one see you